Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Life for Life podcast. I am Nathan, your host, and today we'll be starting on a new note. We'll be trying to shift our focus from trying to go for just an advocacy campaign to trying to be a real podcast as well. We're trying to fit in with the podcast community and fit in with what our advocacy campaign points to. So we're going to try to fit in with those two things. We're going to add also a new duet person soon. We're going to have another host, a co-host coming in soon. So um, welcome back, everybody. It's definitely been a while since we've done our last podcast for sure, because the last one we did was maybe in November or December. And it's been very long since you've actually seen one happening. And we decided that, hey, maybe we want to carry on our message to the world because we can see that you people are actually listening to our podcasts and that is good we are getting our message through to the podcast community and that's what i actually want to talk about today it's reiterating our message and trying to get it back to the people who are listening so first of all climate change that's our entire advocacy campaign right that's our entire broad message to you guys but what we really want to show is how it how are we contributing how are we contributing to this gigantic threat that can one day make us all change make this world change and first of all let's just put this into perspective here um carbon is is kind of like carbon is obviously a gas so and carbon goes to a plant for photosynthesis so let's try to put that and we're also going to implement the carbon cycle here because the carbon cycle is basically a um it's kind of like the water cycle where it's precipitation evaporation all that but it's for carbon so when organisms or animals for example when they inhale car- oxygen they release carbon dioxide and plants take that carbon dioxide and change it back into oxygen those are two players in the whole entire carbon cycle but our contribution with all the carbon dioxide and methane that we're putting into the air those two greenhouse gases is actually kind of disrupting that carbon cycle and maybe an example will help clear this up for you guys so if i water a plant right if i just water a plant normally the plant's going to take that water and use it but if i water it too much the plant can't use that the plant can't use all that water and that's why people always say don't overwater your plants and that's kind of the same thing with the carbon cycle because if you basically over oxygen if you over carbon the air there's not enough plants to turn that carbon back into oxygen so there's just that excess carbon being stored in the air and that's actually how um acid rains form because there's too much carbon in the air and that's and the carbon goes right into those um water droplets which are coming, which are coming back to earth so we are putting too much into the atmosphere and we we don't have enough plants to turn that back into oxygen and we're actually getting we're actually losing plants at the same time because of deforestation because we need all those all that land for agriculture but we're not seeing the effects currently until it's too late and that's what we can actually see now even though we still see people who are living great lives and the oxygen concentration there is great you will still see basically countries which are depleted of their um oxygen concentrations which have like less concentration of oxygen than maybe another a different country so carbon is very brutal in those kinds of areas if you would put it that way 
So now that we kind of introduced our segment here about we're trying to introduce our message again, let's try to put it to a different note here. So maybe you guys are new viewers, maybe you're an old viewer, but let's just reiterate our definition of a greenhouse gas. So obviously we know a greenhouse gas is a gas that we make and it helps, it traps heat. It traps heat. So when heat comes into the earth, right, when heat comes into earth, it needs a way to escape. So, so the earth doesn't like continue to heat up and make the temperature higher. But what we're doing is having greenhouse gases that come in and trap that trap said heat. And now said heat cannot escape the atmosphere. And that's basically the fundamentals of global warming. And it, and those greenhouse gases absorb and emit radiant energy, which is the sun radiant energy coming to earth within the thermal infrared range causing the greenhouse effect, which the greenhouse effect is technically global warming, technically speaking on that part. So it's it's very broad with the greenhouse effect because the greenhouse effect basically um, affects many different organisms and ecosystems all at the same time. And it actually can change animal behavior. We'll talk about animal behavior and most likely how the earth is getting changed in a different video or a different podcast. But today we're just trying to reiterate our message. <laughs> So, let's just try to put this into perspective. Carbon dioxide, how much do you think is in the world right now? Maybe like 50% by the world, I mean in the atmosphere currently. Maybe 50%? Maybe 60? It's actually 81%. And that's only one of the greenhouse gases. And the common greenhouse gases are carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide. Those are the common ones. But those gases... First of all, the carbon dioxide gas makes about 81% of the total greenhouse the total greenhouse gases. And the methane, which is coming from agriculture, makes about 10%. Nitrous oxide, which um, is also, I'm pretty sure, coming from agriculture and industrial activities, if I'm correct on that one, makes about 7%. And there's also fluorinated gases... And these are emitted from a variety of industrial processes, and they're sometimes used as substitutes for ozone-depleting substances. So getting rid of the ozone, deplete, like depleting the ozone layer, which is not good. That's very not good, actually. So we just need to be mindful of what gases are in our atmosphere, because sometimes these gases can come down and harm us. And we've already seen these effects in like giant industrial cities, which heavily rely on... Um, on energy or basically agriculture and the and those kind of effects are for the greenhouse gases what i mean by that is the power emits a greenhouse gas and the agriculture emits greenhouse gases basically all countries usually have agricultural areas which emit greenhouse gases but the problem being is we're emitting too much that's probably our main point we want to see here we are emitting too much gases to even change those gases back into oxygen and even if our carbon dioxide would stop immediately, even if we stopped emitting carbon dioxide, the as the atmospheric warn the atmospheric warning and the sea level rise would continue for more than a thousand years. So even if, for example, even if we just stopped immediately, even if all those industrial cities stopped immediately, what effect would that have? Um, what if it wouldn't increase obviously, but it would still have an effect on the world. It's kind of like a punishment for why did you have to make us go through that entire century with with this industrial system? Why couldn't you have changed so quickly? And even if we do if even if we answer saying 
Oh, we wanted to change. We wanted to change. No, the punishment still continues for more than a thousand years. We need to. We need to realize that a thousand years is a long time. Is a long time. But we need to. We need to end that a thousand years. We need to stop those a thousand years. And if we continue with those greenhouse gases and emitting carbon dioxide, that's going to carry on until. If we continue for another century or so, we have now a thousand one hundred years. I mean, obviously, maybe a hundred years, and you already know that a thousand years is long. You you realize that a thousand years is very long, and you're and you're thinking, hmm, why would I stop if I already know the consequences are going to continue? It makes no sense, but it does make sense. We need to stop now, or Earth is going to get worse. And what I mean by that is, if sea level rise is continuing to happen, then it would just remain. Then people who live on the ocean side or people who live on the seaside, they'd have to move inland, increasing, making overpopulation in populated areas or in unpopulated areas as well. And that's just bad on itself. But if you add global warming, you're reducing ecosystems to near nothing. We need to stop now, even if it's a thousand years. We just need to stop. <laughs> And now let's stop for a little,、um, I, I guess, a conclusion, a little, little tiny conclusion piece here for maybe the next minute and a half. We need to learn that carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide, and other fluorinated gases are bad, obviously. But even if we realize that carbon dioxide and methane are a product, a product, or like a byproduct of us. Creating food for us, or us creating power, or food, or any other natural, or any other need for our survival. We still need to learn that we have a byproduct for that. And what I'm saying here is, even if we don't have to completely destroy our agriculture, we don't have to completely end it. But I am saying we might want to consider that we need more plant options. There should be at least semi a semi rule of thumb here to say. That we just need to reduce our in our meat intake and kind of make plants a more natural diet that we should eat, even though we're gonna have those a thousand years. At least we can reduce the amount of gases that we're gonna have in the air. It's more of a reduce problem we need to figure out instead of completely eliminate. Because even if we try to eliminate, we're gonna start seeing problems continuing to happen because we're gonna try to innovate. We're gonna try to innovate what we have lost. Innovate from what we have lost. We're gonna try creating plant options. Basically, we're gonna try to create the entire. We're gonna try to recreate the entire system, but trying to、um, change those options so it seems like the real product, but it's not the real product. But we need to take it slow because we need to slowly, slowly but surely innovate into creating those options. And now, now that you. Hear, hear that? Maybe you can consider switching into a plant diet, or not a plant, a complete plant diet, or at least trying to reduce your meat intake. You can go slowly over. You can. Everyone just needs to go slowly to reduce their intake, and it doesn't have to be a quick change because your body's not used to that. Your body's not used to you completely reducing your intake to a near, near minimum. You need to like slowly reduce yourself and. That's how most of our bodies can change by slowly reducing what we do, and that's what we just need to consider while we're、um, going through a phase of trying to reduce our carbon,、um, our carbon export, and also our methane export. So, also, there's kind of a、um, 
link to all of this. Because if you've ever read the book of Legend by Mary Lou, it talks about um, how sea level rise can is impacting. Or I wouldn't say it talks about that, but you can definitely see probably a prediction of how sea level rise would occur because in the first two books or the first um or the second and third book i presume it um shows a map of how america looks after sea level rise and how the world looks after sea level rise they are very different from what you would normally see on a, a modern map so maybe a prediction will help change your look on this because something's like this, it's very brutal and it can definitely hurt our environments. And with that book, you can kind of see, hey, maybe our contribution to this carbon cycle is too much and we just need to reduce ourselves. And basically, that's all our message is trying to reiterate to you. We just need to reduce ourselves. That's basically all. Just reduce We'll, we'll take that one thing out of the recycling cycle right there, the reduce part. We just need to reduce ourselves, and then we're able to change ourselves. Because if we reduce, we're able to adapt. And adapting helps us overcome new challenges. And that's what we just need to do. We just need to reduce and adapt. Reduce and adapt. That's all. That's all it needs to be. Well, it's, it's definitely been great to talk to you guys again after a complete while. Because we didn't think this would go on. We didn't think this would be carrying on. But this is the first episode we're actually able to talk to you again. So I am Nathan. And this is Life for Life. And we thank you for watching.